Hey, welcome to Bumper Sticker Faith. My name is Sam Key, and I've got a special topic for you today, and it's the topic of, of joy. I want to share with you some thoughts that have been bouncing around in my head lately about how to get joy, all right? Uh, and this, I hope it'll be helpful for you. It's been helpful and powerful for me over the years to realize this, but I just want to, I want to, I want to pass this on to you about how you can get joy, especially as we get to the holidays. And, uh, there, there's a, a lot of the times we don't experience the joy that we want to have the happiness or joy that we want to have, but I want to provide you with this so you can perhaps have a little shift and maybe own joy, maybe even for the first time in a long time, uh, in your lives. So I was, there's a scripture in the, uh, in Philippians where Philippians chapter four that I want to read to you. Paul says in four verse 10, he says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. All right. So Philippians in Philippians, Paul's expressing a, a lot of joy, um, that, that he's, that he's found. He goes on to say then in verse, um, for in verse 11, he says, um, for I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low and how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hungry, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That famous verse, Philippians 4.13. Now, Paul learned how to be joyful no matter what what his circumstances were and and what gave him that strength ultimately was God God gave him that strength to be content all right i want to give you an acronym uh for joy that kind of encapsulates this idea uh from from paul and this may seem like cheesy or corny to you but you know it, it works <laughs> I think it works. So the acronym for joy that I want to give to you and that I just want to talk to uh, talk about for a little bit now is this. Joy, J-O-Y, just own yourself. That's it. Just own yourself. That is the secret or the pathway to joy. And wrapped up in that is humility. Humility is like a necessary foundation for joy. Uh, which you you may not have realized that because it seems counterintuitive to be humbled is is seems to be miserable, but actually that's the foundation of joy. In particular, when you just own yourself, okay. And I want to I want to speak this to you, and I want you to take it and apply it in in many more situations and circumstances that I'm even going to outline right now. But when I say just own yourself, what do I mean? Well, just own your limitations, all right? Just own your limitations. Own the things about yourself that you hate. I, I've described this before as your shadow. Own your shadow. The things about yourself that, that, you, that you can't stand. Um, you own those. Stop, like, um, stop playing this game where you think that 
you're not those things or you're better than those things or or you just don't want to face those things. No, face those things. If there's something about yourself you don't like, own it. Own it. And, and I don't just mean accept it. So, so it's not just accept yourself, uh, but it's because acceptance, I feel like you can, uh, there's a way of understanding the word where it's like, oh, I accept that. And it's like, I'm not too happy about it, but you know, I'll accept it. No, I'm saying own it. Like show up, you know what I'm saying? Like show up and say, no, this is me. I, I own this about myself. These are my limitations. Look at what you hate in other people. <laughs> All right. I have a lot of things that I don't like in other people when I'm, you know, out and about where I, I see certain behaviors or, um, or things people say, and I just judge them and, and, you know, and I get all high and mighty, but the, the reason why I judge and hate those things and others is because those are the things, those, that's a clue. It's a secret. It, it's helping me to see the things that I'm not owning about myself, the things I hate about myself. And I'm projecting them onto other people. And I'm, and I'm seeing them in others as a way of not seeing them in myself. So look at the things that you judge in others, that, that drives you crazy about others or this world, and then turn it back around and, and say, wow, those are the things that I am not owning in myself. And as a result, I am miserable because of it. All right? So own your limitations. Own the things that you don't like about yourself. Own your aspirations as well. So, so a little bit more positive. Own your good qualities. Like part of the secret to joy is not pretending like um, you don't have hopes and dreams and you don't want good things for your life or for, or for this world. No, own those aspirations. Don't feign like some false humility or something about that. But own, own your good qualities, own your hopes, your dreams, your wants, and your needs. Own those. Show up in your relationships with friends or family and say, you know, these are, this is me. These are my hopes and dreams. This is what I want out of this relationship, out of this, out of this holiday, out of this, out of this time. This is what I want. And that's okay. Now, you may not get those. Those may not be realized like anytime soon, but at least you're, you're putting it out there. You're, you're owning it and um, you're not um, building up resentment as a result of people not reading your mind and knowing what's going on in there and why you're boiling, you know, on the inside. But put those aspirations and those dreams and longings out there and, uh, and, and own them. Don't, don't, don't be too proud to say that at times you're like a little kid and I just want these good dreams to come true. I believe in fairy tales, right? Just own that part about yourself. Along with that, own your circumstances. You know, when, you, when, life, when life brings you low and you're in difficult circumstances, you, you may not want to talk with, about those. You may hide them on, on social media or hide them from people at work or other relationships. You got to own those circumstances in, in the same ways. Own your likes, own your dislikes, own your emotions. This is a huge one. It's a huge one. Own your emotions. When you're, when you're feeling happy, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling hopeless, you need to learn to own those and not pretend. When you're angry at something or someone, own that. Don't pretend like you're not angry. You know, 
Christians, I think, fall into this big time where we think, oh, we can't can't be angry because that shows that we're not godly or we can't be sad or we we can't have these other emotions because then what will what will people think and how will they judge me it's like you're uh, you're uh you're causing yourself to be miserable when you, you need to own your emotions and it's okay to be have these emotions god gave you those emotions we did episodes about emotions and the the sheer range of emotions that Jesus expressed was awesome. And he owned them. He owned them as soon as he had them. He expressed them. He he showed up with, with anger at times. He showed up with his sadness, with his with his joy, with his uh dissatisfaction. He showed up with those. He didn't hide them. He owned them. He's like my disciples. I, you know, I'm really I'm really disappointed in you right now. I think I think uh uh what you did was was not what you should do. And I'm, I'm sharing that with you, you know, you foolish disciples. He owned his emotions with people. He showed up with them. So how, how about this? Own, own your need and your dependence as a creature as well. You're a creature. You are, uh, you don't have life in yourself. Only Jesus, according to John 5, has life in himself. Only God has life in themselves. But God gives us his being, his life, and causes us to be alive each day that he chooses to do so, so that the life you have right now, in your ability to hear this podcast, to, to, to watch this, to, um, to wake up in the morning, to eat, to take your dog for a walk, to go to work, to go to class, to have a bad day, even that is lent to you by God, that's his life flowing um, in some way to you and giving you life. And, and you, you're dependent on him. And without God, you, you, wouldn't, you just wouldn't exist. So you need to own the fact that he lends you his life every day and that you're dependent on him. And don't think, we, we ought not to think for a second that, that there's any moment where he is not giving us life and therefore love. There's not a moment he is not giving you life and love and gifts. He's flooding you with gifts every second, every millisecond. He's sustaining you. He's intimately involved in your life right now. Otherwise, we wouldn't be, nothing would be. And we need to own that that's humbling to us because we're not in charge. We're not in control. He is. Own that. Own your your creatureliness. Because the more you're able to settle down into that humble position, uh, the higher he'll lift you up. That's what scripture says. Own your uh, desires too. We have many desires to worship, to love, to have meaning in our lives, own those desires. Own your family. Own your parents too. Okay, this is a this is one that I've seen in many um, in many like small groups, even therapy groups that I've been in, where um, where people don't like saying the things that their parents did wrong. We're, we're like we're like forever little kids, afraid to say that my parents weren't perfect. And that we're afraid to admit 
the places where they hurt us, where they where they weren't where they weren't good, and, and we we think it's somehow I don't know too disrespectful or anathema or something. But you're just bearing something, and you're building whether they realize it or not. Again, that 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 kind of resentment, and you, you need to you need to own your parents. Everybody falls short and makes mistakes. I do. You do. Every parent does, right? It's not gonna it's not gonna destroy your parents. To, for them to realize that they messed up. They already know that they did, right? They already know that they did. And that's okay. There, there's grace and we, we keep this thing going and we try it again the next generation, the next generation. And, and, and hopefully we can, we can eventually uh, get to something that's a little better with, with, each, with each time. But pretending like your parents were perfect or didn't make mistakes or didn't hurt you is... It, <sighs> You, you need to be able to um, say what they did wrong, say it out loud, say it to somebody, write it down, you pray about it, and 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 get it out there and take ownership of it and say this is this is where how I've been hurt, this is where they messed up, and and that's okay. And here's their good things that they did too. Own those things too. No doubt they did many good and great things that you need to celebrate, but own those things. So own your family. Uh, own along with that own your shame you know own your failures along with that as well so there's there's things in life that you're you're ashamed about like uh you're ashamed of um it goes along with the shadow idea and your limitations but those things that you don't own then turn into this turn into toxic shame and um then your head gets uh, filled with shoulds, like I should do this, I should do that. Anytime you hear yourself saying to yourself or to others, "This should be" or "I should be this way," that that's where that shame is wrapped up in that. And we need to own those. We need to own, like I'm feeling shame about this because it reminds me of this thing in my past or this failure that I did, and um, this is how I'm feeling, and um, I'm just I'm just owning that, right? And then. As soon as you bring some some secret anything out into the open into the light, the power is broken in it. It truly is. Truth breaks uh, powers over you, and and that's the way shame can be broken by bringing that out into the light and uh, owning your failures. And along with that, on the on the flip side, though, you not just own your shame, but own your awesomeness too. That's right. Own your awesomeness. There's a lot of great things that you've done right over the years. Sure, you messed up in these ways as a kid. Sure, you messed up in certain ways as an adult. Sure, you really, you know, hurt people and caused messes in this world or were fake or a hypocrite. Sure, but you're awesome too, right? You only did those things. You only messed up in those ways because uh, you 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 were trying to be your best self. You're trying to be awesome, but you just. You got you got caught up in a in a wrong mindset and a wrong method, right? And 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 things got out of hand and you screwed them up, right? But there's a lot of things that you did great to survive to get to the point where you are now. Like, good for you. You got here. You're listening to this podcast. You're trying to be a better person. You're trying to get to beneath the BS of your life, the bumper stickers of your faith. You're trying. So good job on you. Keep trying. Keep going for it and own the fact that God's given you life. He's given you more opportunities and 
He's trying to rework some strategies in your life so you can go out there and try it again. So own your awesomeness, uh, too. Own your forgiveness. Uh, Jesus has forgiven you on the cross. He's, he's offered his perfect life for yours. He's given you his righteousness, and he's taken away your sin. He's given you forgiveness, and it's done. It's finished. Own that. Take that upon yourself and say, no, not just he offers forgiveness, but I am forgiven. Say that to yourself right now. I am forgiven. I own that. And forever, for all eternity, I'm forgiven. And so I'm going to show up as a forgiven person, one who sins and hurts the things that he's done, she's done, are washed clean. And he's absorbed those and removed those as far as the east is from the west. Own that. Show up as a forgiven person. I, and I promise if you, it's hard to do, but as you learn how to do that, you'll, you'll stop making things worse for yourself. I do that all the time when I, when I, it's, I pull an, oh, woe is me or self-pity moments that, uh, that just snowballs into, into me doing something stupid or making my life worse by getting, uh, wrapped up in a bad mindset or habits or, you know, it's, whereas if we just accept the gift, accept the forgiveness, then, um, then, then we won't make things worse uh, for ourselves. We'll break the power of, of, of habits and, and cognitive distortions and lies uh, in our heads. So own, own your forgiveness, own your agency as well. What do I mean by that? Well, you're responsible for your life. God's lent you that life. He's given it to you. And he's also given you power and a will to, to show up, to, to be you. And you need to own that agency in your life. Uh, I think too much of the time, I know it's true for me, that we depend on others to give us validation, especially for identity and who we are. So we we do these things, we have these gifts or abilities that we try to, uh, or whatever it is, whether it's a gift or ability or just like cleaning the house. And we depend on other people to say, oh, good boy, you know pat us on the head. And as soon as they do that, then we feel, oh, then now I must be a good boy or good girl because someone else validated my identity. No, own your agency. And whether or not anyone pats you on the head, tells you good girl, tells you good boy or not, you still are somebody special and wonderful and awesome in God's eyes. You just are. You don't need anybody else to tell you that. Everyone can be telling you something different. Like in Philippians 4 with Paul, people were telling him the opposite thing. They're saying he's a murderer, that he's a, he's a fool. They're telling him these things. He didn't care, or maybe he did care, but he didn't let it own him. Rather, he owned them because he uh, owned his agency. He knew who he was in God's eyes. He knew he was forgiven and loved. He knew. And that, and uh, and. He could experience all these things and, you know, it's okay. Shake it off. <laughs> to quote the uh, mighty uh, Taylor Swift and Jesus, right? To shake it off. So these are some things you need to own. And along with that, you need to own your story. You know, the, the whole thing. Put it all together. Own your story. This is who I am. These are the things that have happened in my life, where I'm at now, 
you know, and, and when you don't own your story, then you look at other people's story. You like to own someone else's story, but guess what? You know, you can't. You can't own anybody else's story. That's their story. God's doing that in their lives, but God is writing your story. It's a separate book on the shelf of history. Yours is a mighty volume, a different and unique volume where God is doing something else. You need to own his authorship of your life. That's the way to joy, not by uh, trying to grasp and cling to and envy someone else's story. That only leads to misery. Own your story and own your faith. Own your faith. It's you and God. It's you before God. And that's what this all comes down to, is you taking ownership of yourself before God and coming to God. Just you, no one one can... Um, no one can make these decisions for you. No one's life can keep you safe. It's you. It's you before the face of God. And you are living before the face of God. And he is interested in your life, your thoughts. He's interested in your heart. He's talking to you, not to anyone else right now. Own your faith. Do you believe in him? Do you have faith in him? Do you trust him? you or not. And we can, we can say, oh, but these, uh, these things that have happened, I still have these questions, I'm working through this. You know, the time is getting short. It's like the thief on the cross in Luke 23, where that, that thief owned himself. And he said to the other guy on the cross, he said, don't you realize we are getting what our sins deserve? Like he owned himself. That's what he said. We are getting what our sins deserve. But then he turned to Jesus and he said, but this man, he's done nothing wrong. And then he said to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That's it. He owned his faith right at that moment. Jesus, remember me, singular me, me, you, Jesus, and me. That's what it's about. Life is short. And you need to experience that moment perhaps right now, where you say to Jesus, Jesus, remember me, my story, my limitations, my aspirations, my likes, dislikes, my emotions, my family, my needs, my desire, my parents, my awesomeness, my shame, my forgiveness, my agency, all this. Jesus, remember me. You see, Jesus just own yourself. Jesus owned you too. And he has joy in you. And for the joy, Hebrews 12 says, set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. He owned you and you need to own him as well. I was thinking about, you know, how to wrap this up. And I thought, what about the dancing plagues? Have you heard of these dancing plagues? I think these are so like interesting to learn about from history, throughout history, there, there have been these moments of, of plagues, like the Black Death or some other kind of disease spreading. But as a, as a reaction to them, people started dancing, like uh, uncontrollably, con- controllably, whatever it is. And scientists have all their explanations for these. And I really don't care about that other than these are beautiful pictures. So starting in, I, I think there was one in 1388, uh, uh, there was citizens of, uh, it says citizens of Aiken, 
started to pour out of their houses into the streets where they began to whirl uncontrollably. I love that. It says, this is the first major outbreak of a dancing plague or choreomania, C-H-O-R-E-O-mania, choreomania. I love that. We need a good case of choreomania in our lives. And uh, the the first one was nicknamed St. John's Dance. I love that too. But, and then there's another one here in, uh, uh, not here, but I think in Germany in 1588, where a woman went out into the street and just started dancing. And soon there was 400 people out dancing in this village. And and even the, the, the officials of the village thought that it was maybe good for them to get it out of their systems. And so they even hired bands and instrumentalists came in and they just really, but the, the reason why I highlight this picture and why I think it's so cool is that, you know, in the face of death, in the face of in the face of a plague, right? You dance, like you 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 own yourself. There's nothing more uh, visceral, and uh, there's nothing I think to me like better of a statement of I'm owning myself, like I'm putting myself out there, vulnerable, than dancing in public, <laughs> dancing around people, saying this is who I am. I'm foolish. I'm silly. I'm like dancing and you sit there in the face of death in the face of everything that's going wrong in this world uh everything that's going wrong in the face of your life which, which seems like everything could be falling apart life's falling apart jobs families you know everything falling apart and and how do you react you dance you dance to death and that's what they did they literally danced themselves until they died choreomania and uh I guess that's a picture of joy for me. You just you just show up, no matter what's going on, as yourself, owning yourself, and saying, I'm going to choose to own myself, and as a result, experience the joy that God can give to me. Thanks for uh, staying to the end here um, of this kind of strange episode. But um, I hope it gives you something to think about, meditate on. I'll still be thinking about it as well. Uh, To learn more about us, go to BumperStickerFaith.com. And you can also become a BS Crew member. And BS Crew members uh, support us to help keep this uh, show going because there's costs and there's actually some pretty big costs coming up here at the new year as we... uh, repay for websites and hosting fees, and there's 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 plenty to pay for that uh, I need help with. So if you consider, you can give a one-time gift on the website. If you scroll to the bottom, and there's like a PayPal donate button, or like I said, you can join our Patreon BS Crew and give on a monthly basis. That would be super helpful. I want to do a quick shout out to Joe. Joe is the guy. He's a BS Crew member. He's a friend, and he also provides uh, this studio for me to uh, record in. So thank you, Joe, for that. And he got me some pretty awesome donuts uh, this morning. So thanks, Joe. Shout out to you. So that's all I have uh, for today. We'll see you next time. Bye.